What is going on lads, it is the Midnight Kid and welcome to episode 5 of the Pez Universe podcast. We're back, we're live and we're ready to rock and roll. Now unfortunately my co-host extraordinaire Weza is not available today. So I'm riding solo on this, I hope I don't let you down too much Weza. And of course Weza will be back for episode 6 next week as well when we have another guest on. But speaking of guests, our first guest is on today in episode 5. And this is a man that needs no introduction. He's one of the biggest Pez Twitch streamers around. A huge Pez YouTuber. A good friend of mine as well. And he's also known as a My Club expert and a Pez tactician. It is none other than Seppo, Mr. Pezep. Sepp, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for taking the time to come on and do this. And welcome, man. Yeah, how are you doing? Are you, Barry? Thank you for having me. Appreciate it. Great to talking to you again. Yeah, man. Yeah, well, I said that when we were thinking of guests to get on and bringing the first guest in, I said that it had to be you for a bit of a My Club special because people have been asking all about My Club again, as usual. This time of the year, the hype is ramping up. So I said, who better to get on in the first episode with our guests on and just have a general chat about My Club and get your thoughts on it? Because obviously you have you've smashed My Club again this year. How many games have you played so far on My Club this year? Oh, um, <laughs> I'm getting embarrassed to say it. Uh, 2,000 games. Basically, all my free time, you know, before I used to play guitar, I used to do other things, you know, go outside, have some fresh air. But, yeah, since the My Club Addiction, yeah, 2,000 games, man. All my free times, I am glued to that thing. And for anyone that, the, the one person or two people that don't actually know who Seppo is, uh, you obviously stream every single, well, 90% of, your, of those games you've probably streamed on your, your Twitch I can genuinely say, like, not a 100% accurate number, but I played over 2,000 games. I can say maybe I played 30 games off stream. Jeez, yeah. So I don't know the exact percentage, because more than four four numbers, I, I panic. Mathematically, I'm terrible. <laughs> yeah. so, so every game is there. Every win, every loss, all the drama, all the rage, Everything. it's there. Everything. And it's, um, I mean, I, I run my stream kind of differently. I want to see the more... I want to show people the more realistic way. Like I don't, I don't just go live when I'm on a good form. I just, I don't want to show there's the good, the good thing about the game and the good thing about my experience. As part of the series, I run like three or two series. The one of them is the Pathology series, where I literally test everything from formation to tactics to like playing with Team Spirit 45, using white balls and bronze ball players against superstars. Because the reason why I do that, the people enjoy see that, and in the meantime. I, I do that anyway before I make tutorials. So all this madness, all these testing, the best way to make tutorials, in my opinion, is to do it against humans online. Mm. So the purpose of the series every year, I think I would say the, pers- the first four to 500 games, we're running these tests, you know, every single formation, et cetera, as I said. So whatever we learn from that, basically that's what my tutorial is based on. Mm. And it's not like, pathology is not just one man's opinion. Sure, I created the whole thing, but most of the time I ask, I ask pros, I ask regular players, I even ask terrible players by what what things are not working for them. You know, we yeah. learn from everything. If is you that, a dig, at, is that side, a dig at me, is it? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if you pull our egos aside, you know what I mean? We all learn from each other. Exactly. That's the whole point. Yeah. Well, I think Pez, as like one thing with you, obviously, just to give a bit of background information, I suppose, when yeah. I, going back the years, I would have had a, a, a YouTube channel, I suppose, that's what people would have known me as, the Midnight Kid. Yes, of course. Um, before Pez Universe, before, back in the in the dark ages, well, not really the dark ages, because I did love doing my YouTube and stuff, um, but obviously I love Pez Universe now and all that as well, but it's, uh, I, I remember you coming on board and I remember you kind of starting to make videos when I was I was fairly established as like a YouTuber. And uh, there was a couple of other guys as well that kind of started to come through the ranks at that time as well. And I always, I always kind of liked your style in terms of you were very informative. Like I would have been, like with my older videos, I would have been just having, you know, I would have been very having to crack a bit of rage, like, you know, have all these different names for different people. It would have been kind of like very casual whereas i think when you came in with the tutorials and stuff it was like you you really wanted to help people improve you know and and pass on kind of like tips and tricks because i don't think anyone was doing that back like you're talking what back in pez 2012 would it have been yeah i mean i mean first of all you were my inspiration really and personally like i'm the type of person who when i see something there's a difference between getting inspired by someone and 
there's a difference between completely copying someone else just because someone else is doing something good. Because if you copy someone else, you you can you can't keep up with not being yourself. So you were an inspiration for me. I mean, for your your style of uploading was completely different. You had a little bit of a wall. You know, we could I would watch a Master League episode. I would laugh my ass off. I would love that. <laughs> there was like a serious part of you, and there was like a fun part of you. So when I started, I thought about right. There's something that is missing on YouTube regarding PES. And I wasn't like a professional player who's, you know, world champion, etc. Because it's sometimes kind of weird people ask, you know, uh, you know, like, who are you? Why should we listen to you anyway? Mm. And generally, my background, it just started when I was back in MLO days, you know? Yeah. Back then, sim mode was like really needed a level of a mastery in your tactics and your formations, etc. It wasn't as random right now. Yeah. And back in the day, back in uh, Master League, um, I think it was Master League Online, PES 2012, I won every single major cup on Sim, and people started asking me questions on PSN, and then, you know, I ended up getting a lot of questions regarding sharing my tactic information for Sim, which it does kind of implement in, into your 1v1 game as well. Mm. And so that's where it all started, basically. Like, a lot of people ask, you know, you're a PESologist, you shouldn't lose. It's like, dude, PESologist is informative PES, you know? It's not... Um, it, it doesn't it doesn't define a player as being the best player in the world in yeah. a way and whatever i show i show the good and the bad side of it i think is more natural that way so that's where it all started and you know eventually people ask me more questions to share my tactics and tips i went on pest forms i shared it and then i went to make my own platform on youtube and when i started youtube as i said you were an inspiration and i i didn't want to do what you're doing even though you inspired me to become a PES YouTuber, I wanted to do something different in a way. As a, as my respect to you, I didn't want to just copy what you were doing because you were doing great, uh, you know, because I can't be you, you know. No, if, even if I started uh, copying your amazing Master League or MLO series, you know, it, it, would, it wouldn't be the same in a way, mm. you know. <laughs> so I started kind of taking a little bit something slightly different uh, with tips from, you know, into the beginner level, into normal tips, you know, just making people who are already know the game. I mean, there were certain things like every year I get people, hey, Seb, I won Division 1. Hey, Seb, I, I reached 1K. And I'm like, well, dude, I'm not even 1K yet. So I guess I've got all the tactics here. But gameplay-wise, a lot of times, because every game I play is on a live stream. Yeah. yeah, and when you have a big crowd, which, you know, I, I love it. I love the fact they have a big crowd now. Um, it's completely different from being 100% focused and managing two screens. And in particular, like, yeah, you can stream and you can still be 1K rated and perform well and play better. But it's mainly about how you run your stream in a way. Yeah. Now, yeah. It's how you run your stream, how interactive you are with the chat, etc. But uh, to back, I'm, I'm, I'm getting sidetracked here, sorry. <laughs> You're all right. <laughs> to, get, to get back to the point, um, yeah, I mean, that's, that's where it all started. You're my inspiration. And I just wanted to do so. something... Uh, different really you know because i mean right now there are certain people who just started youtube and um you know there's one particular guy that i like he started like he didn't just look at me what i'm doing and other people doing he's got like this funny side of pez youtube kind of guy you know mm -hmm. and i like to see like that because a lot of people ask me like hey say i want to start a youtube channel and i'm like well do something different Unique, i mean it's yeah. hard to find something's not being done but there are many ways. Ideas are limitless. You know, there are many ways you can do things differently. Yeah. So yeah. Well, there's two. There's there's. I suppose that brings me into my first. The first question that I have here, obviously this being episode five and it obviously being our first our first guest episode. Um, one of the plans we kind of have for the podcast going forward is to kind of have, kind of have like that when the guest is on for a podcast. Now, obviously, I should say the big elephant in the room today, and that's no mean a slag or anything, but Weza is not here with us tonight. Weza had to be somewhere else tonight, unfortunately. We are recording yeah. on, a, on a different a different day than we normally usually, usually record, so it's it's more my fault than his um, with the schedule change. So apologies to Weza for that if he's listening, which he, he probably will be. But um, one of the things... Sorry, Wes. Yeah. <laughs> one of the things that we want to kind of do going forward is... Have have the guests that come on like, kind of introduce them to not that you need you know somebody like you obviously Sep you're you know you're a fairly fairly large you have a large Pez platform for for Pez and stuff, um but it's to kind of introduce you to a different kind of crowd and and I suppose sometimes obviously when you stream, you're 
I don't know. Is it fair for me to say that you kind of not put not that you're not that it's fake or not that it's it's acting or anything, but you are kind of putting on a performance when you are streaming. Is that is that fair enough to say? Like every streamer in the world, they're kind of they have to bring a certain energy that when you're streaming, it's kind of I don't know. Is that is that something that you'd agree with or? Um. Yes, somehow I agree, but in the meantime, like there's a massive difference between a YouTube video and streaming. Yeah. When you make a YouTube video, you know you want to be energetic. Like if you check my videos back in MLO days, sometimes I just look at it and laugh my ass off. You know, I showed <laughs> it to the stream as well. It's like you you wouldn't you wouldn't watch that video for more than ten seconds because you'll just fall asleep. <laughs> so having that energy, you know, on YouTube you can keep that energy up. You know, get get some good food and put the camera on and just mm. act energetic. Sometimes you have to do that. Sometimes you're naturally like that. But bottom line, you have to show, you have to be energetic. But for streaming for Twitch is different because, you know, Twitch is like, it's live. And you can't keep that level of energy that you put into a, I don't know, five, 10 minute video yeah. on YouTube. Yeah. So for Twitch, it's, I mean, sometimes, yeah, I go like three, four hours. And then when I hit four hour plus, my energy kind of dies out, mm. you know. The red I have a bad, yeah. Starts leaving. I mean, the that's system. what Red Bull does. I'm, I'm doing it wrong, Patty. I'm doing it wrong, man. Red Bull, <laughs> you drink it once the when when it makes you crash, basically. Yeah. It's supposed to be like you know eating fruits and almonds and I don't know like <laughs> shit like that, basically, to keep the energy up. But most of the time, I need that quick punched energy, mm. you know, just bang. And people know, instantly will say, you know, Seb, calm down, man. How many Red Bulls did you have? <laughs> so in terms of that, yeah, in terms of that, you, you do need that. But you can't be too fake because if one day you show up as someone that you're not, the next day, then yourself, which is calm and, you know, very quiet and, you know, kind of looking depressed and all that, you can't keep that up. So you can't, number one, you can't fake it. And being energetic if you're if you don't feel energetic you wouldn't want to live stream in the first place yeah most of the time i don't i don't feel like i have that energy or mentality i i would rather not stream mm. than go live because the way i see it if i'm watching a streamer that's that's how i judge it like would i watch myself like almost uh, have no energy and no yeah. you know uh, mentality it, it, it it's it's the way it's supposed to be because people watch streams and stuff like that you know they they want to have a laugh they want to yeah, have a entertainment back. like yes exactly mm -hmm. and if you're if you're making your viewers fall asleep and if you're super quiet then you better not stream so to answer your question i would say you got to keep a good level yeah. like be generic be yourself but in the meantime, you want to be energetic. Like even if you on the street, you see a friend, you wouldn't say, "Hey, man, how are you doing?" Do you know mm -hmm. what I mean? Yeah. So, you know, it's this, it's, it's it's probably it's probably a hard balance. Like if like what would you say to somebody that's thinking of starting streaming? Like would you say that they need to find a persona, or do you think that they should, you know, because obviously you look at some guys on on Twitch, not even in the Pez circle, but you look at like the massive Twitch guys, and yeah. it's hard to believe that. Or it's hard to imagine that they'd actually be like how they are on their Twitch streams as they as they would be in real life. You know, it's it's hard to it's hard to kind of like one one example I would have is is um, the FIFA guy like KSI. Like KSI was always kind of you know he, like a lot of the reason why he kind of left and I don't know if he's even still doing videos, but his earlier stuff would have all about being about like manic kind of like you know going crazy yeah. and. And then he started to kind of complain that people, that there was more to him, like, you know, and that there was more to his personality and he had different interests than just going crazy at a FIFA game. Um, but I think with you and from watching your streams and whatever, I think you found a good balance of, like, being entertaining. And it is you that, like, you know, I remember the first time I met you at a, a playtest event for, I think it was Pez, was it 15 or 16? I'm not too sure. Uh, Pez 17, I think it was. Was it 17? I thought it was either... 17 or 16. Yeah, I'd say it was 16, yeah. so... Yeah. But um, I remember, you know, meeting you and it was like, even though we'd never met in real life before, I kind of, like, from talking to you and, you know, who you were kind of, like, on your YouTube videos and stuff, it wasn't, like, a massive shock that you were so different in person. So, like, yeah. is there anything that you would kind of say, just before we move on from this topic, I suppose, and a little sidetrack, is there anything you'd say to aspiring streamers or aspiring YouTubers to, you know, what what was the what is the one piece of advice you would give them, apart from obviously being themselves or whatever, what is the one piece of, inf of advice you would give them? I think um, mainly that 
obviously you have to be yourself in a way because if you you have to pick a side you want to develop a persona like dr respect that is the obvious character yeah he's he's putting on if you you could you can choose that or if you just want to be yourself not you you're not creating a persona you're not creating a character then be yourself with more energy i mean it's pretty obvious whether you're doing youtube or stream people like to see someone energetic even in real life, when you meet someone, you gotta show interest in a way. Yeah. And one quick side note, like a lot of people, like on Twitch is very hard to grow. And you know, you see people, uh, other big big streamers. You know, these guys, if you check their background, it goes back to five, six, seven, eight years ago. It's all about dedication. You know, someone like yourself, someone like me, we started with five people watching our videos and yeah. streaming. We never gave up because. We were passionate about the game. And personally, I stream like nobody's watching. I didn't stream because of the purpose of streaming or hoping I'm going to make a living out of it. I streamed it because I enjoyed it. Like, I'm streaming PES because I like to... I'm streaming because I like to play PES, not the other way around. Mm. And many people focus on, like, you know, somebody started Twitch, for instance. Um, they just focus too much on, I want to get partnered. I want to get a lot of followers. I want to get that. The main thing is don't start bad. Like, yeah, sure. When I started, I streamed from PS4 with a little clip on mic, but I wasn't planning to be a streamer. Nowadays with 4k technology for XD, you know, you know how the far technology goes. Yeah. You know, people are peckish. Like if you're going to start, save up for a couple of years, two years, three years, you know, get a decent camera, get a decent setup, get a decent PC. Start good. Your graphics are really important. And in the meantime, your character on who you are. You want to put you want to put a persona on, or you want to be yourself. And most of the time, it's about making people find you out, not depending on other too much. Mm. You can be inspired by someone else, but don't go copy everyone else exactly because they're doing good. Yeah. Because you just end up not being yourself. You can't brand yourself if majority of your stuff is just someone else's. Yeah. And in the meantime, you know. That's that's what you be should be focusing on is to keep people coming back to you, and then more followers, you know, partnership, etc. It will it will come. Exactly, and I think that brings us into like a point that I wanted to make and ask you about was was with my club. So we are going to move on to to a topic, and I want to put it on to you, Sep, yeah. as to like what you with keeping this in mind that I suppose the community. This pets community are very vocal. I, I I love it. Once it's respectful and once it's kind of done with with a view of, I suppose, constructive criticism rather than just, you know, like shitting on people that are enjoying the game. And then, yeah. you know, your two options are, oh, you know, I'm playing the game, but I'm only playing it because I want to, I want to stay involved and, you know, shit on people that are enjoying it. Or else yeah. it's people that just kind of, I suppose, are like genuinely not enjoying it and they just walk away. Yeah. This is kind of a thing where I love this community, but sometimes it can be a little difficult to take a step back from it and not let your passion for Pez. Because, you know, we all love Pez. Like, anyone that's still playing Pez now, like, loves Pez, no matter what they say. Like, there has to be some sort of nostalgic factor there that they want Pez to get back to where they, where they, you know, they mightn't think that it's back to where they want it to be and they're continuing to hope that. But then yeah. you have genuinely people who are absolutely loving where Pez is at the moment and they, they play it every day. Um, you know, they can stream it, they can do whatever. I suppose my question to you is with the with the community being so vocal in that, what do you agree with? Give me something that you agree with that the community at large have kind of, you know, are critical about and that are openly critical about and give me something that you disagree that they're critical about with. If that makes sense. Um, I think, well, first of all, let me just talk about um, constructive criticism. I mean, a perfect example will be it's how you talk to people, really. it's I mean, put Twitter and everything aside. Like if I go to a shop and the guy after cashier is a bit cold to me or being disrespectful, do you know what I mean? I'm yeah. not going to probably, do you know what I mean? Yeah. So genuinely, if somebody is not nice to you, you don't want to talk to them. Mm. So, and I'm saying this from experience, you know, we all grow up, you know, nobody's perfect. I mean, a couple of years ago before I was content creator, you know, before the, all the officials right now, you know, they weren't even here yet. You know, there was other people. Mm. And I remember being like most of the time I would take my rage out of these officials on social media. And then, you know, from then I learned that 
number one, you shouldn't take your rage out of the internet because trust me, if you take your rage out of internet, it'll only make things worse. Mm. So regarding that, it's all about how you talk to people. If you truly want to get your voice heard, if you truly want to give your feedback, you know, ask nicely, you know, and the majority is just they use like bad words. It's just the attitude they go towards things. And I understand, man, like, you know, even it, you could be a, just a regular, a regular pest player. You don't have to be a content creator. You know, it's all about how you want to get your voice heard, especially on social media. Yeah. And most of the time, people just, you know, give the feedback to me and I pass it on to pest production team. Mm. And a lot of people think that I don't complain. Well, just because I don't, you know, I don't, I don't shout it out loud on social media all the time. The way I see it, there's no point. I just give my feedback directly to the pest production team. Now, normal players may not be able to do that, but still there's a nice way to get your voice heard in a way. Mm. And regarding the other uh, question you were saying, is it something that you, uh, sorry, what was the question about? What's the main thing that people complain about? Yeah, it was like, from- what would what would you, so like obviously the community, like the community, when I'm talking about, I'm not talking about anyone in particular. I'm just talking about yeah. if you go on Twitter at any yeah. given time and people are complaining about, you know, they're complaining about, like last week we did a poll on white benching. So people yeah. might be complaining about white benching. Um, like what is it that you agree with that the wider community complain about and what do you disagree with that they complain about? I think the majority, and I'm talking, I, I normally, with all due respect to anybody, you know, casual gamers, etc. there's a difference between somebody occasionally plays my club and there's a difference between somebody, you know, played, I don't know, 100, 200 games of my club. Yeah. Because, like, you have to play the game enough to know about certain things. Like, these are surface complaints, you know, oh, it's a script, or I lost the game, or I got lag cheated, etc. But there are certain things that the majority, the community, everybody who complains about, from content creators to just regular gamers or just, you know, known community members, I would say I agree with most of it. But again, it's it's how you want to get your voice heard, how you want to complain about it. Yeah. And most of the time, I would say the top three things, number one, better servers. Mm. Now, I'm not even sure if you do have servers. As far as I know, it's peer-to-peer. Yeah. Like if me and you are playing, you know, I'm, I'm having a five megabyte dongle internet and you have NASA's internet, you're <laughs> going to suffer because my, you know what I mean? My mm. connection is shit. I believe it's like that. And for peer-to-peer inter- uh, connection, I don't think it's that bad. But it's 2019. I mean, when I say I don't think it's that bad in terms of being peer-to-peer, and I'm not 100% sure. I'm just, you know, from what I've seen all these years, I think it's... Uh, peer-to-peer i don't think we have a um and that that could go back to a lot of things man like it affects your gameplay as well your delay your passing your cursor switch players reaction attack interface there are so many things that just goes back to the better servers that's why my hashtag number one hope since forever dude it's always been better servers Mm -hmm. i just hope I don't have a I don't I don't have white hair in my 60s when I see better servers. <laughs> so that is my hashtag number one. And in terms of my club, let's be honest, my club came a long way. If you compared my club 15 to now, there's a lot of new things. Yeah. And as gamers, including myself, of course, we always complain and we always tend to focus on what we don't like, rather than thinking, all right, hold on a second, why are we playing this game in the first place? Yeah. Can we just focus on what do we like it and why we play it? Because I'm pretty sure if you're still playing this game, that means you like most of the stuff mm. about the game. You can never make anybody happy and you can never reason with a lot of people on the internet. But the majority of stuff like the community complains about, they you know, they have a point. And, and including myself, I complain about those kind of stuff. I may not talk about it on Twitter too much, but on the live stream, like I literally try to hold back a little bit. Yeah. Because the more I complain affects my mentality and yeah. I end up playing bad and playing bad in front of the crowd. <laughs> you just wanna hide in your jam jammies, you know what I mean? <laughs> so yeah, I mean the white benching, the 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 servers, there are a lot of ideas, great ideas has been um sent back to Konami to avoid white benching. But in the meantime, I like to talk about certain things to give a feedback that is possible, you know? Yeah. Like feedback, like, I don't know, a uh, new game engine or transfer market. It's too late right now to hope it for PES 2020. Yeah. It's just my opinion. Yeah. So well, I like hope it's, it's, certain it, things back. It, it's a thing that, like, I, I agree. I definitely agree with what you're saying. And it's been a team of this podcast where we've, we've kind of tried to, I suppose, keep it, like, 
we're just having a discussion here rather than it's it's going to be something that we have you know we don't plan we don't plan what we're going to talk about me and you have no idea like we're this podcast is going to be different topics it's not like me and you sit down for an hour beforehand and and make notes and whatever this is just basically pez fans talking and i agree with you to the point where i think it is it's very hard to sit back sometimes and to see the things that konami have done right and give them props for it and give them credit for that um you know because you know my club has been a massive success for them in more ways than one it's started to retain players it start you know my club has has started to build on from from the last year that it started to really retain players so people are playing it all year round now so and they're still you know they're still spending money they're still actually actively you know you're obviously still streaming um and it's just that i think sometimes it's all about how the attitude to feedback is, I suppose, put across. Because, you know, you don't want making it a point where... And I agree with you that if somebody is giving feedback, and it is it is a good point, if somebody is giving feedback, they have to know the ins and outs of the game. They have to know, uh, you know, what what is what is part of Pez's charm and what is an actual, you know, game-breaking bug or whatever. You know what I mean? Because Pez has always had little quirks and little pieces of magic in its gameplay that sometimes you can't really explain but it just kind of helps the flow of the game um and i think that casual fans don't really get that because i think a lot of them come across expecting a different type of football experience than what pez has offered over the last couple of years um so that's kind of something that i do agree with in terms of you know the more you the more hours of pez you play the more hours you put in the more qualified you are i suppose to you know, to actually like, you're way more qualified than me to sit down and say, "Well, look, listen, like this isn't good enough in terms of one v one my club." Whereas I've played nearly a thousand games in my club co-op, so you know, are your points on my club co-op not worthy to be listened to just because you haven't played co-op? I don't think so. I think once you know the fundamentals of the game, yes, I think you can have an opinion. So if somebody's a casual that's come over and they've played twenty hours of Pez or thirty hours of Pez, they can have an opinion. But it doesn't necessarily mean that they're going to, you know, it doesn't necessarily mean that their their, their opinion is their only opinion, if that if that makes sense. So, and yeah, vice totally. versa with us. Like, I know we, we've been in the Pez community a long time. I think yeah. sometimes we can kind of get caught up with this whole kind of, I suppose we were kind of there, you know, going back. Like, I've been in the Pez community going back nearly 12 years. So, it's a long time. Yeah. And sometimes yeah. it is hard for somebody like me and it's something that i try to do especially with pez universe it's hard for us to sit back and and kind of explain to somebody well you know the feedback you're given it it's you know it doesn't make is it is it really kind of necessary to give feedback like that like you know it's such i'm going way off topic here but such as people giving like going on about the nets and stuff you know people like that nitpicking at nets I call it a nitpick. Somebody will say, no, it's a real experience to score in a goal in the game. And it's like, yeah. yeah, but over the course of 200 matches or 300 matches online, it's not a massive thing to to give, you know, pages of feedback on the nets and examples of nets and all that. So Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's not even about, like, somebody could be playing one game and it could give a feedback that makes sense. It's, it's about what you're giving your feedback or actually not even a feedback, like, what p- certain things people complain about were they barely played my club. Yeah. Or in the meantime, you can't judge the whole pay- pass as a whole based it's on my, my club, club only, yeah. you know? Yeah. Just like you don't... experience, like... Yeah, I mean, you don't judge, for example, the, I mean, other football <laughs> game you can never talk about is FIFA. You won't <laughs> judge FIFA as a whole based on ultimate team, you know? Yeah. Whether it's a gameplay or system and etc. So, you know, I mean, overall, really... It just comes down to your experience and how what's your how's your attitude and you know online against other people because a lot of people just because of the wall of the internet they think it's okay to treat people badly really yeah well it, it, and I've seen that as well it's like Konami have Konami have really put an emphasis on retaining people in and the content yeah. is probably one one thing that I want to ask you about because my club because you yeah. obviously smash hours into into my club and stuff. Like oh, yeah. in terms of Pez twenty twenty going forward, obviously, and we're probably a couple of weeks away yet from from hearing a bit of news. Obviously, maybe at June and E three and whatever. Yeah. In terms of Pez twenty twenty's my club, like what what do you want to see? Like if you were to make, 
obviously realistic. Like, there's no point you saying that you want to, you know, you want unrealistic things. Like, what are your realistic expectations? Like, do you want, like, user interface upload or updates? Do you want, like, a complete overhaul of the, the menus and all that? Or content? Or, like, what what is it that you would like to see for PES 2020? Michael? Um, well, okay, the focus is on my club, okay. Um, I think if I pull out my notes right now, it will take two hours. <laughs> but... Again, I'm going to talk about the things that I think it's possible for them to implement it, you know? Yeah. Or maybe I'm hoping they will, or maybe there's more chance they will. Like, I'm not going to talk about, oh, new game engine has to be done, or uh, there are certain things like transfer market, or there are certain things I want to mention. It will attract even more people, because coming back to the main thing, like a lot of things that I'm about to mention right now, it all go back to having better servers. Yeah, yeah. Believe it or not, being in the heart of the PES community in terms of, you know, creating content on Twitch and YouTube, I read my comments. Like, every day I sit down on Twitch, I'm very interactive on Facebook, like, everywhere. The only thing is my fridge doesn't alert me up for a message. <laughs> so the majority of that people complain, they say, I'm done with this game, it's just servers, lack. Because yeah. as I said, laggy game will affect your... It's a split-second decision. You can't change your cursor to a correct player. You can't defend. You can see the goal. That goal can change things, you know? You're attacking, you're, the cursor switched to the wrong player. Mm -hmm. Defense positioning, attacking, defense, passing. Basically, delay, lag input affects everything. So, hashtag number one, I'm hoping there's any way, even a slight change of making the servers better. I mean, some people told me they just need to add some clusters. I have no clue what that is. I'm not a networking guy, <laughs> but I'm just throwing that out there. And in the meantime, talking about the things that I po that is possible for them to um, implement, uh, I think, number one, user interface. I mean, this is not something, it's on, it's on my top of my list, believe me, it's not. Okay. I'm old school, you know, I don't care about menus and stuff like that too much, but Menus can important. It's 2019. Mm. You deal with these menus for hours and hours and hours. And I'm not talking about a fancy, shiny layout like Ultimate Team. Things like you finish a game, you press X about five times. Yeah. We're gamers, man. Fingertip effort is too much for us. You know what I mean? <laughs> you press X about five times. Number one, how much GP you got. Number two, your manager status. Number three, your free scout. Number four, your rating. Number five, yay, we're back in the main menu. No, just give me a summary. You know, yeah, just one page. Like. Even even that it may sound so simple for them to implement. I mean, I'm not a gamer. I don't, I'm not a programmer or anything like that. But I'm just thinking, like, because I did give something like that, and then I thought, hey, if, if, if they do implement something like that, it's going to affect the coding of the game, the whole overall. They have to change the whole user interface. And I remember back in, I think it was PES 18, I've spoke to... Um, one of the guys, I don't remember his name, he was from Japan HQ, he said, overhaul user interface, it is possible for PES 2020 or 21. Mm. And by the way, I'm seeing things right now, I don't know. It could be for PES 2000. I think 90% of the time I'm thinking maybe there will be an overhaul menu, menu change user interface for PES 2021. But we'll see. I mean, these, there's a lot of things, and I'm not going to go into every single one of them individually, but user interface, yes, it's 2019, there's a lot of things can be simplified, and a lot of things can be easier on the eye. Yeah. You, release a, you, you, open a, you open a scout or an agent, you release the player while you're still in that menu that you just got the player, and you still need to press X and come back out. Yeah. No, I release the player, just take me back, back to the main menu. Online Challenge Cup, you finish it, take me back to the main menu. I don't need to press back twice yeah. and you'll come back out of it. So a lot of things like that in terms of user interface. And again, there's a lot I can go into it. Um, no, I definitely agree with you. Because if you are in menus and you're going to be going through menus to menus as in PES 2019, where, as you said, there's about five screens you need to get through before you're into your next match or before you can even begin matchmaking. It should just be one summary. If you want to be in the menus, if you want to be going through all those clicks and all those pages, it should be by choice rather than be by design. And that's just my opinion. I totally agree with you that way as well. Like if you want to change your formation, grand, go into a different screen. If you want to ch you know, look for scouts or bid on somebody, go into a different screen. But it should be by choice that you're doing that and you're taking longer to get from match to match. If somebody just wants to plow on five, six matches in a row, it should be seconds to, to go from that. 
But Seth, we're going to move on, man, because we could be staying talking about the same topics all day. We're going to move on to something that we put up last week, which was a poll on the Pez Universe Twitter. And it was pretty much about white benching and playing with the com in co-op. I probably don't need to ask you whether or not you would prefer white benching or co-op com playing to be out. I presume it is white benching, but... Uh... <laughs> oh, dear Barbara. <laughs> white benching. I mean, in my five years streaming my club, since the beginning my club came out, I've always enjoyed playing two-star team, three-star team, four-star team. Number one, content-wise, we don't have much for a streamer. It's really hard. Yeah. Like, 90% of my stream, I stream minimum four hours. It's gameplay. Mm. One game after one after one after one. You either open balls or you play really. Yeah, sure, there are other things you can do, but it's about what people want to watch and what I really want to do. I want to play more games because there isn't anything else that I want to do it. And then, like, I can play online Challenge Cup, but there's no matchmaking restriction. Because mm. I can't restrict yeah. my network. And I don't want to get matched against somebody with faraway region what is laggy? I don't want to risk that. But in the meantime, you can add restriction into a competition because it, you know, it's a knockout. You're going to face this guy. If you restrict your network, it doesn't matter. You're going to face him. So as I said, again, a lot of things go back to having a better servers. It will affect what you want to play more. It will affect the content. It will affect the gameplay. And mainly, it will bring back a lot of people, a lot of old school people who wants to play this game again. Mm. They back away because they go online one game. It's laggy. No, not for me. Another year. I'm going to wait. Yeah. So the white benching, I mean, I'm not one of those guys who would just sit and a light bulb shows up. You know, most of the time, yeah, ideas come and go. There's a lot of ideas that could be implemented to avoid white benching. Yeah. I'm not going get to get into the ideas individually. There's a lot of them. I think I've had a list of it. But I'm going to tell you why is it important to avoid white benching. Because number one, a lot of people simply just enjoy using non-superstar team. Mm. And I'm not going to get into the fact that, well, it's not a fact. It's my opinion. Play 2,000 My Club games, and believe me, I have a superstar team, you know, feature, player of the week. I call them high-protein diet players. And <clears throat> most of them are high level as well. And my team strength is like 4K. And that's my experience playing 2,000 games. Most of the time when I play three-star team, the gameplay is a bit slower, that's for sure. The certain things my my team is response like dribbling, shielding the ball, etc. I love the gameplay in three star team compared to five star team. I mean, I should be able to have smoother dribbling, better reaction when I'm using a superstar team. Yeah. But there are a lot of things in there. I'm not going to get into the whole dynamic difficulties and team strength and handicap and all that kind of jazz. But when something happens a lot, and I mean a lot. It's no longer random. It's no longer a typical gamer excuse for losing because I don't need excuse, you know. Sometimes I could be on a losing streak. I'm streaming. I'm not ashamed. I show you when I'm losing. I show you when I'm winning. So I don't need excuses when I'm losing. Most of the time, it's not every time that you lose. It's due to the dynamic difficulties or team strength or because I've experimented everything from playing with low team spirit. I mean, I went on a 5 win streak using team spirit 75. Mm. That's just an example right there. But it's important that they fix this white benching. And I know it's online gaming. People will always find a way around things. You know, not not making it so easy people take advantage of the system. Because it's fun, man. I mean, even for a content creator, it helps a lot that I can fearlessly go play one-star team, two-star team. Yeah. Start a series, what I call it, you know, Scout FC. I just use all the fleet players Scouts, that I call. Yeah. yeah, it helps for your content creator. It helps for people who doesn't want to spend money. It helps for people who old school just want to grind, yeah. you know, yeah. just make a two-star team, three-star team. I mean, some people have time. They want to grind it. Some people don't. They want to buy coins. You know, that's everybody's choice. Nobody's forced to buy coins. Nobody's forced to do anything else. So, yeah, I think, as I said, all these kind of better servers and a user interface and the white benching, it's kind of a major thing, to be honest. Yeah. Because it affects a lot of things. Especially in 1v1, the white benching, it kind of limits you to either use, like, an unbelievable team or else, like, a really bad team and take your chances that you're not going to come up against somebody that's, you know, that's white benching. So, yeah, exactly. everyone I mean, is just shoehorned in. If you want to be competitive and you don't want to be getting beaten 5-6-0 every game by, like, superstar teams, you're, you're just 
I suppose if you can't if you can't beat them, you have to join them. You know that's that's yeah, a rule. Exactly. That's every game, every online game. That that's kind of the the motto. If you can't beat them, join them. Um, you know, yeah, it's, I mean, it's, I mean... it's 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 a diff- It is a difficult one. I I can see the problems, and I can see yeah. that no matter what you do, people gamers especially will always get get away around some whatever system that you put in. But there is little things that they could do on the surface. That mean you could talk about at length. Um, we could do a whole other podcast about it, where we could give examples and whatever. But obviously, we've given feedback, we've given suggestions and stuff. Um, yeah, I mean, in the future, we can, you know, make things like individual topics about certain things. We can elaborate more. We can get into more details. Yeah. You know, the, um, like you know, obviously, any topic that we spoke about quickly, we're just kind of over and through it because we've got a lot of different things to talk about. Yeah. And that does affect a lot of things because, you know, I'm old school gamer. I like to I like to grind my way. You know, I had a superstar team right now. Yeah, sure. I bought a lot of coins. I'm a content creator. I use my team money, my own money. I buy, you know, I don't do it because I find it. Oh, you know, I have a better team. I can beat everybody. No, mm-hmm. it, it's far, far away from that. I'm old school gamer. Even on Master League Online, I had every single superstar. And back then, you have to grind for it. You yeah. know, at, at the end of the day, you can never have a game when you're 100% happy with it. There's always going to be something. Like, personally, with all honesty, I've said that on a stream as well. I'm not a big fan of my club gameplay this year. Because if there's one thing I would say, I feel like the game is just going more towards... It, kinda, it may sound a bit silly to say this, but it feels like there's a reward for average to casual players. Mm. And I've noticed that in other gaming communities regarding Ultimate Team, Fortnite. You know, if somebody who knows how to run and pass and shoot and pairs and have a good team, they can give anybody a hard time. Yeah. And for someone like me who plays this game a lot, I get frustrated a lot. Sometimes I feel like I'm watching a movie that I've seen 10 times because with every single scenario, I can predict what's going to happen next. And it does happen. And that, that affects my mentality. <laughs> the so rage, believe the rage me, comes like, then. Yeah, I mean, having a superstar team spending money and all max level, it does not make things easier, yeah. at least not consistently. Not, it's all like, about I, balance. We, I was talking, me and Wes were talking about that in the last episode, yeah. where we were saying that I think the, the, the like, Pez and the community and all that, it's it's kind of so important going forward to give proper feedback and have a proper direction you know, and not just not just me or not just you, but like everybody. And it's kind of there's obviously t- things that me and you personally want. Like if me and you were one, you're a millions in the morning, and we're like just like literally billionaires. And it's like okay, I can make a football game that I want exactly yeah. how I want it. Me and you would make very different football games. But I think the thing that people need to, I suppose, get on board with is like there's two sides to every to every story in in every game and that is definitely true for Pez because while I can see that it's not fair that if I sit down and I play a thousand co-op games and I build and I you know I'm training my players and I know exactly which players to use and I know all about team spirit Mm -hmm. and the form and everything like the chances are that somebody that has played FIFA their whole life could just decide in the morning to buy Pez and put 50 quid in and get some my club coins this week's agent and get, you know, five or six legends, get five or six black balls and could probably beat me in a co-op game, even though I've played a thousand matches. And yes, exactly. That's frustrating for me, the person that has put in the time. But for him, it's good that, you know, for from his point of view, he's like, oh, I'm actually good at Pez and I'm going to keep playing Pez. So and it's that's just the about finding it's finding the balance, and I know it's sometimes difficult yeah, yeah, yeah. to sit back and, especially for someone like you that's played two thousand matches, and you go on and you lose to a guy that's played forty games on my club, and you're like, how am I losing to this guy? I should be, <laughs> you know, so so much more experienced than him, and he scores two corner kicks with you know featured Aubameyang or someone, and it's like, yeah. you know, okay, it's frustrating, it's not fair on Sep because Sep has played two thousand plus matches. But this guy is just after picking up the game and playing it as if he would play any football game. You know, that could be a good thing depending on which side of the coin you're looking at. And I know that's probably a bit controversial to say that because I'm not saying that I advocate Pez going, you know, fully pick up and play. But yeah. there is a there is a point like, for an example, you know, I was playing, I was over at my, my cousin's house the other day and my older brother who hasn't played 
Pez, I'd say, in about two years, like properly, like sat down and properly played it. Now, my younger brother plays it as much as me, but my older brother is just like, he doesn't really play video games that much anymore. And he sat down and we were playing some 2v2 co-op, like couch co-op. And like, he picked it up and he absolutely loved it. He was like, oh, I'm definitely like 100% going to be getting into Pez 2020 when it comes out properly, like, you know. And we only played about five or six matches but he absolutely fell in love with the co-op aspect of it and the fact that he could pick it up and play and it felt like he was playing a Pez from like back when he played three years ago or two years ago. Yeah. So I know I know what you're saying and I would like there to be a true skill gap in like a football game. But I don't think it's realistic for us to expect that because we're not, you know, we're not the only ones playing it. Like guys like us aren't the only ones playing Pez. It's... You know, there's 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 kids playing it that go to school every day and come home and might just get like an hour to play their con- their consoles, you know, a night. And it's like, well, how are you going to compete with somebody that's playing seven hours a day when I'm only able to play like one hour or two hours a week? Do you know, so they have to they have to balance it. Like this isn't. I don't think Pez is ever going to be like Sekiro or Dark Souls or that sort of game. Um, Personally, selfish, selfishly, would I like Pez to be that hardcore? Yeah, I would. I would. But like in terms of growing Pez as a game and, and as a brand, I don't think that it's realistically possible to just, you know, say, well, we don't want casuals. We want just veterans that are going to sit down here and play a thousand hours a year. Like I learned exact every because that's how Pez was back in the day, really. Like back in Pez four and five and six and even before that, yeah. like it really rewarded people that knew the game. Like if you sat suppose, down and played somebody that was brilliant at the game, yeah. they beat you nine times out of ten. Like, yeah, I mean, I suppose I guess because we're old school gamers, I don't know because I mean I'm not exactly spring chicken, you know. <laughs> but in the meantime, like I understand, man. Like somebody could be playing ten games, but he's go. He could. So let, let's put it this way: somebody could be only playing five games, right? And you know he has a shittier team. He's got a weak team. He's only played 10, 10 games, but he could be better than me. Mm. And I'm 100% cool with that, you know? Yeah. Somebody could be practicing hours and hours off-stream VAI, master and everything, yeah. jump into my club. I played 2,000 games. He only played 100 games. He's, my team is 10 times better than him, but he is better at PES than me. Mm. I take that. I lost games like that, but gave people stand ovation, you know, live stream, you know? I take losses because if you can't take losses, you never learn how to win in the first place and yeah i agree with you even in a business point of view like if you own a business you want to try to make your product attract a variation of age you know mm. that increases more sell i mean and nowadays like 10 year olds have access to technology whether it's console everything you know i mean you can play games on literally everything nowadays so i understand that point of view but i would never want a game to be only oh you have to master everything and you can beat somebody yeah. but a balance would be good because yeah. As I said, somebody could be playing 10 games, but he's better than me. He can beat me. That's fine. Mm. And back in the days, even back in the days, it was in the heart. It was about outplaying your opponent without the game's algorithm being against you. Mm. Like, I'm not saying script. I'm not saying handicap. I have this thing. I call it dynamic difficulties. <laughs> and this is that copyrighted. Yeah. This Registered is, this as is, a trademark. I know, right? <laughs> This is not this is not a typical gamer excuse. Oh, the game is shit. Or oh, the game is fault. You know, it's, it's not me. It's the game. Mm. This is my experience playing two thousand games, and I'm the type of guy who would proudly live stream my failures if I'm on a losing streak. Mm. So I have no reason to make excuses when I lose. Sometimes I'm just a human. Yeah. Sometimes I could be pissed off, staring at the screen. I'm losing five nils. The guy is skinning me, taking me left and right, making me touch every blade of grass. <laughs> position one two pass cross he's outplaying me you know Mm. sometimes i get so angry that i can find a lot of excuses but then at the end of it i'm like guys i'm sorry you know anger can cloud your judgment and most of the time occasionally yeah somebody outplays me and i'm still raging i'm just a gamer you know it's hard it's hard to stare at the screen but more than 80 percent of the time and that's whether i'm winning or losing that's important I'm not just saying that because only I lose. There are certain games on my club 19, whether you're winning or you're losing, certain games that has nothing to do with the, your players being better or you as a gamer being better than your opponent. It has nothing to do with your ability or the opponent. It's all about that momentum switch in terms of AI. 
Like, for example, comebacks are pretty... We see it in real life as well. Yeah, Mistakes happen. Are. Deflection. A lot of things we see it in a professional level. Multi-million clubs and players make these mistakes. That's fine. But there are certain things that happens way too much. For example, rebounds. Add some randoms and randomness into it. The mm. ball shouldn't just go back to the player. If it goes back to the player, at least make my defenders, you know, make a little effort. So I wouldn't think it's that momentum and the scenarios kicking off. Don't freeze my player on purpose just so my opposition player will get that ball, especially when I'm switching the cursor on him. Like, don't delay my reaction so the opposition player get that. And in terms of what I said, the game kind of rewards casual players. Again, there's a difference. He could be better than me. That's fine. I can take that. But most of the time, for example, Cristiano Ronaldo, let's talk about individual abilities, his physical contact and unweaver imbalance, that makes him strong on and off the ball. Mm. When I'm against a player, right, okay, and we've been balanced, um, and we've been balanced in physical contact that dominates things. One of them is strong on the ball, and the other one is strong off the ball. And who has the ball? You know, I go into the depth detail analyzing things because these kind of stuff matters. Well, at least used to matter a lot, these individual abilities. But on my club, it's fading off. You can't have somebody with physical contact 70 and we've been balanced 70 nudging Ronaldo off the ball. Mm. That just it shouldn't happen. Now, I get it, man. It's, it's last minute. Ronaldo's stamina is down. He's now injured. Maybe he's not in a good momentum. He's having a terrible games. This may affect things. But when things like that happen too much, you started thinking, like, what's the point of me having a superstar team when a weaker team is demolishing me? Yeah. And most of these stuff happens. Sometimes you have a stronger team. You can demolish a weaker team. But consistently, that, that's not the case. And I get it. I get it. I mean, that's why I think it should be even the division system. It gets to relate it to a lot of things. If I am in Division 1, if I am 1K rating, I should play against 1K rating. Mm. It'll be fairer on good players, and it'll be fairer on weaker players, you know? But, I mean, don't get me wrong. In, in terms of Pez, graphically, like, player faces can't get any better. No. Just, just give it a break, man. It's, they're they're <laughs> too good. good. There's no competition. Like, for example, player face is not that important. But just because it's not important to me, you know, doesn't mean it's not important. Yeah. You know, things, beautiful things matter now. Visually, things looking good matters now. It's 2019. But maybe give faces a break and maybe add dynamic shorts yeah. You know, where your shot doesn't look like a tube when you're sitting. And again, this is not that important. Servers and, you know, white benches, there are many other important stuff. But why well on the subject, you know, give faces a break, you know, give us some dynamic shorts maybe. I mean, it's not that important, but there are other things you can focus on because when something is that good, just, you know, give it a break. And yeah. in the meantime, like people ask me, how do you rate PS 2019? And I said, based on offline gameplay. And I'm not just saying as the overhaul because i remember when i said i give 10 pez 9 out of 10 offline i go bombarded with shit on, yeah. on the stream and i said guys look <laughs> i'm saying gameplay not saying as a whole yeah. because master league needs the massive overwork there are many other modes like um from master league to many to the training menus to become a legend they need to bring be, these things back to life there are still offline gamers mm. there are still people who like to play this game offline yeah yeah i genuinely i genuinely think it's all about balance really like it's just about balancing the offline modes master league all that sort of stuff with online and then taking both of them into like the one package because that is probably the way forward for the series as a whole instead of just com concentrating on like one or two areas such as licenses and faces and all that sort of stuff. Even though that stuff is good, and I don't think Pez gets enough praise for like where it was and where it's came. With like, on a branding point of view, I think they've done a a really good job there. But um, yeah, just to kind of I suppose, it, I would ask you though, like, and it would be probably just to just to finish up the podcast here. Yeah, there about like what was it two or three days ago? Today's Tuesday, so Sunday. Yeah, like, I mean, did you see the De Gea mistake he made against Chelsea? Yeah, yeah. Like, I think yeah. sometimes if, if, if somebody had made that, say somebody had made that in a game and they're on like a five, six, seven win streak in my club. Yeah. And De Gea's featured version, he's 92, 93 overall. And yeah. Rudiger or whatever, whoever it was that, that hit the shot in and De Gea yeah. spills it and a goal gets, you, you can see the goal like that on my club. Like yeah. that would be going up on Twitter as oh look at look at this like this this is so unrealistic like De Gea is the best keeper in the game blah blah blah, 
But yeah, let's not go that far. If, if my hair would have done that, I would be screaming my ass over on Twitter. Yeah, but that's Twitter. what I'm saying. But it does you happen. I mean? You know, it does happen yeah. in real life as well. So the randomness, finding that balance between, you know, the randomness and mistakes and, yeah. you know, re- rebounds and stuff like that. I can't remember which, I don't know, was it Pez? Was it Pez 15 or Pez 16? I'm not too sure. I, I don't know. I think it was Pez 15 where the the goalkeepers use parry absolutely everything. Like every shot you take, the goalies would parry it back into the box. Yeah. And they patched it. Like they patched it out. It could have been 16 actually. Because I remember 16. They added was a really... lot of animations as well. And yeah. Fabio Michael have goalkeepers like ridiculously sometimes unrealistically too good. Yeah. You know, like they, their reaction to basic shots sometimes is just too good. Yeah. But I think they're on. I think they're on the right path in terms of what they're concentrating on, and like it's just about finding the balance with things that aren't working and changing them, and keeping the things that are working and not taking it too far. That's that's kind of you know like I like I think shooting at the moment is pretty decent. Um, I would like to see more variation in long range shots and stuff like different. I types agree. Of I mean, it, it's a lot of things like for example skill cards. Like for instance. Not every player can do the la croquette, yeah. what I call it, la croquette, you know. Yeah. <laughs> they, used to have, they need to have a double-touch card. I mean, you can do it with a player who doesn't have a double-touch skill. Yeah. But a player with double-touch skill, it can execute the la, la croquette more, look, like, more smoother. Yeah. You know, they can execute it, like, Fluid. almost perfectly yeah. if you time it. And same thing with, like, fake shot, whether it's first-time fake shot or just full-speed fake shot or stationary fake shot. If a player has cut behind and turn skill they can execute it much better than any other player who doesn't have it. Yeah. And you can do that fake shot backwards, sideways, and in, in any angle. And as I said, stationary or on full speed, if a player has that skill, like I like that feature this year. And again, like we were, even even right now myself, I was focused so much on the stuff that uh, that, we, that I don't like about it, even though it's more about of a feedback podcast in a way. <laughs> but sometimes it's, it's just, you know, it's, it, it's nice to remember why we're playing this game in the first yeah. place. There are there are a lot of good things in the game. That's why we play it. And some people disagree. You know, that's ev- that's everybody's opinion. Yeah, and even regarding the feedback, like uh, I'm an online gamer, and the majority of people play online nowadays, yeah. really. Uh, so yeah, I mean, we pretty much could talk for the rest of the night, really. But it is Champions League night, so we should, yeah. just after seeing that one, of the, I'm just after seeing that somebody has scored. So I won't spoil it and tell you unless you want to know. Do you oh, no, I'm not bothered about spoilers. You better tell me right now. Ajax are 1-0 Sport. up. Away goal. 1-0 up? Yeah, man. So, well, I'm going to put you on the spot. Champions League final. Who's going to make it? Um, I think Liverpool and Ajax. Ooh. And by by the way, I'm not trying to anybody to hate me personally. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just a fan. Like, I don't support any of these teams. But, you know, depending on the lineups with, you know... Um, Liverpool game as well. I think I think Liverpool and Ajax in the final. Oh man, that's a big call. Yeah, that's a big big call. All it right, would man. be a good game though. We're talking about blood pump encounters. That's what I want to see. I think Liverpool and Barca is going to be some match over the two legs. I think it's going to yeah. be really good. Yeah. But yeah. Ajax Ajax are a tasty team. They're like a classic Pez team. Bringing them up with them from like an old master league team where you bring up all the youngsters and they just oh yeah this, man like... their their confidence and mental strength is next level man i can use some of that on my club myself <laughs> honestly oh man so yeah that is pretty much it for me from us i have been the midnight kid um we're gonna we're just gonna end with asking you one more question sep and this is just right. putting you on the spot i want okay. you to tell me that recently obviously konami have 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 made a big thing about their 50th anniversary and all that and they've released yeah. a classic Castlevania pack a classic arcade pack yeah you get to choose three games that you would like to see remastered and brought back out with online multiplayer from Pez series say from Pez 18 back which games and why oh that's easy for me it has to be International Superstar Soccer Deluxe nice. when I played on Sega Mega Drive and after that, well, I guess personal preference has to be PS4 because that brings back memories how much I played offline. I used to have a book taking notes about how many times I beat my, um, you know, friend with me because we used to play that game a lot. <laughs> and uh, finally, I mean, I don't know. I prefer PS15 gameplay. Like, we're talking about more. Well, okay, PS18 backward we're going, right? Yeah. I mean, I would say PS5 or PS6, but 
I really, really enjoyed PS15 gameplay. Nice. Like if they if they somehow bring that gameplay into my club 20, PS15 gameplay into my club, you know, for me it has to be International Superstar Soccer Deluxe, PS4 and PS15. All right, man. We'll end it on that and get in touch as well for anyone that's listened to this podcast on Twitter. And, of course, follow Seth at pezep 14 is your Twitter handle, I think, Seth. Am I right? Yep, that's correct. And Twitch is the same, yeah? Uh, Peseb Live, yeah. Peseb I'm about Live. to change it, but Peseb was taken for some reason. <sighs> it was me that took it. I'm going to hold it to ransom. I knew it. <laughs> Thanks for coming on, man. I appreciate you taking the time. Thank you, Evan, for Barry. the chat and stuff. Appreciate you taking the time to, to set aside to come on to the first episode with guests on the podcast. So that is it for episode five of the Pez Universe podcast. Weza will be back for episode six, and we will have another guest, I think. So stay tuned for that. And yeah, huge thanks to Sep, and uh, I'll let you say good luck, Sep. Ciao for now, guys. <laughs>